Hey guys, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Sisters Spooked, the podcast where two sisters talk about all the creepy things. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a scary story, suggestions for an episode, or anything really, please email us at sisterspooked at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at sisters underscore spooked. And we also have a secret Facebook group, Sisters Spooked Secret Group. Our website is sisterspooked.com, where you'll be able to find our blog and much more. We're so excited to have you. It's time to get spooky. Sisters Spooked contains graphic and explicit content. We recommend to listen at your discretion, but we hope you stay for the show. Thanks for listening. What did you do when you came to go see mom? I just hung out with Dina and I hung out at grandma's. Uh, yeah, nothing special. Nice. Yeah. That's good. So I was editing the episode we're releasing tomorrow last night and. I don't know what happened, but only (laughs) eight minutes of the first part saved. And so now I'm trying to, like, re-edit the first part. So. Oh, I thought you meant of what we recorded. Oh, no. The whole thing recorded, but for whatever reason, when I was saving the final file, I don't know if it just became corrupt did or what happened but now I'm trying to like not re-record re-edit the first half of it I was like are you kidding me (laughs) of course that's what happened oh Oh, bless you I said I thought I was gonna sneeze oh um so last night I stayed up like way later than I should have and brain is not computing and so this morning I was starting to wake up normally I start to wake up around 4 45 ish right before my alarm is about to go off mm-hmm. and I was like hmm it's very bright outside brighter than usual <laughs> and I was like um You know, it could just be because it's supposed to be sunny today. I'm just going to go back to sleep until my alarm goes off. So kind of started falling back asleep. But I was like, okay, like, whatever. I guess I just need to get up. So I go and look at my clock or my phone. And last night, Apple was like, we're going to update your phone from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. or whatever it was. And so, apparently, it decided that it wanted to (laughs) do do the update right at 5 a.m. So, my alarms never went off. And so, I looked at the clock and it was like 6.22. And I was like, wait, no, 5.22? 
And then I was like, no, oh my God, it's 622. I was supposed to leave two minutes ago. So I like text my friend. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This happened. I'm getting ready. Give me 10 minutes. Oh my God. So then I was all frazzled. I made it to work on time. I got, I clocked it three minutes early. I was like, oh my God, a freaking miracle. I actually found a parking spot and then (laughs) get in and my customer, I see an email from my customer and I was like, oh hell no. Oh hell no. And they were trying to come at me this morning at 7 a.m. And I was like, y'all, we're not doing this today. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a day of days. And then I help teach the new higher orientation classes. And I had to teach one of the classes today and we have our interns in right now. So it was a special intern class and the interns are so cute. They're so small. Like you, <laughs> you're so small. And I'm not small, you're just old. Oh, oh rude as hell. <laughs> but yeah, so the intern that is starting on my team, he <laughs> he's 20 years old and he's turning 21 on Oh, sorry. <sighs> On June 28th, and I was like, oh my god, this is so weird. I think it's so weird that you and Jacob aren't even turning 21 until August. Well, I think it's weird that you're turning 28. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> that is right. I, I know. know. Unfortunately. That means in two years you're going to be 30. How do you feel about that? Huh? I hate it. In two years, I'll be turning 23. <laughs> Jeez, that's upsetting. <laughs> you know, if I if I ever think I'm I'm getting like older, I just think about how old you are, and then I don't <gasps> old anymore. Oh my god, you're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, I guess. Okay, but imagine how I'm gonna feel when Sam and Charlie are my age. I'm 11, 11 and a half and 12 and 13 and a half years older than them yeah you old and like they're nine and seven that's crazy. <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> uh, okay well i have one more funny thing to tell you and then we can get started all right okay so i was at work and i um went to go play music but I didn't realize it was still hooked up to my Amazon Echo Dot thing. The Alexa or whatever the hell it's called. At work? You have an Alexa at work? No, at home. And so I didn't realize that it was still connected to play through it. (laughs) And Juan was off today and (laughs) he thought it was someone (laughs) someone within the apartment talking to someone. (laughs) Oh my god, I called him when I got off work and I was like, hey, did you hear the Amazon thing playing? And he was like, yeah, it scared the fuck out of me. And I was like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, (sighs) do you have anything else to share before we get started? Um, I think you're covering the mic a little bit because you just went a little oh sorry i put my mouth away from the mic can you hear me better now 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I, was... I don't. I don't Reach. really have anything special to talk about. I just worked this morning and then worked again after that. I worked on let's see, <clears throat> six to ten thirty and then ten thirty to twelve, like forty-five. Yeah. Mm. And tomorrow I am in MRI again all day. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Cool. All right, well, I guess we can get started. Okay, so my topic this week is, well, no, scratch that. Um, Our theme this week is haunted paintings, and the painting I chose was The Anguished Man. So I've got quite a bit because there was kind of a lot on this. There were a couple different things that I found. So I'll start with the first portion. So the day started out like any other. Michael returned home from work and started to watch TV. After a while, he decided to go find something to drink and eat in his fridge. And on the way to the kitchen, the show Michael was watching reminded him of a memory from his childhood. Upon reminiscing, Michael walk to the cellar underneath it it was kind of like a you know how on the outside of the house there's the entrance and the doors are almost flat like the storm like the storm yeah 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 yeah. like that doors yep so michael walked into there he carefully started making his way down the stairs being careful not to slip or fall because the stairs were kind of fragile and rotting so On his way down, he actually slipped on a ball that was on the stairs for God knows what reason, probably because nobody ever wants to go down into a creepy cellar. And it caused him to lose his grip and fall down the stairs and the door slammed shut behind him. And this left Michael in complete darkness. Oh, hell no. (laughs) So... After Michael regained his footing, he soon found a light switch and was able to take in his surroundings. When he turned around, he saw his mother's painting of the anguished man. He thought his mother had gotten rid of the painting a long time ago and was shocked to see it. And he saw it, he said, through a little sliver of light that was coming in through the storm doors or whatever they were. So Michael brought the painting back upstairs Sorry, I just got a notification and it made me lose my spot. Um, Michael brought the painting back upstairs with him and he hung it right right on top of his bed. So later that night... Oh my God, what is wrong? Later that night... night. <laughs> later that night, he... We'll see if I can ever go through one episode without fucking up one word. I doubt it'll happen. Place your bets now, everyone. No one's, no one's perfect. It's not going to happen to anyone. <laughs> All right. Um, So Michael brought the painting back upstairs with him and hung it outside his bedroom. Later that night, he heard noises coming from where he had hung the anguished man picture. And he went out into the hallway, but found nothing. I thought you said he put it above his bed. Uh, No, I read that wrong. He hung it right outside his bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, So he went into the hallway but found nothing and figured it was just his imagination. Michael investigated the noise and he found no evidence there was anyone in the home. So he went back to sleep. When Michael woke up in the morning, he discovered his pillow was covered in blood. 
He ran to the bathroom and discovered his ear was cut down the middle. He cleaned up his ear and left for work, not really thinking anything of it. He thinks maybe he hit it on something at night, but from how he described it, it seemed like it was just like a clean cut down his ear. Someone took a knife to him. So he left for work. It was a normal day, and upon arriving home, he found the painting was lying on the floor, and when he picked the painting up to hang it back up, he noticed that the face of the anguished man had a sinister expression on his face, different from the expression when he first found it. Mm. (laughs) So as he walked further through the house, he found writing on the wall that read, everyone has betrayed me. So after this, Michael ran into his room and locked the door. Unfortunately, he still wasn't safe. He noticed more writing, which was etched in blood. This time it read, turn around. So as Michael looked over his shoulder, he found the anguished man dripping in blood. The anguished man stared at Michael and his eyes were hollow and his mouth was open like he was trying to scream, but nothing was coming out. Michael tried to open the door, but it wouldn't budge. The anguished man came closer and closer to Michael until they were almost close enough to touch. Michael closed his eyes and was finally able to exit his room before the anguished man reached out to grab him. Michael did not return to his home until the next day. He carefully covered the portrait and returned it to the cellar. To this day, Michael continues to have nightmares about the anguished man, and he has not had any additional attacks, but he still wears the scar on the ear where he was cut. Hmm. Sounds fake, but okay. So what do you think? Sounds fake. It was. It was a creepy pasta. Oh, I fucking knew it. <laughs> Why why'd you even why'd you even say it on here if it was a creepy pasta? No no no. There's a there is a real story behind it, but I found this creepy pasta that was created around the story of the anguished man. Uh... So I wanted to tell you the creepypasta, and now I'm going to tell you the real story. You didn't fool me, but you thought you were going to fool me, huh? Uh, I did. I did think I was going to fool you. Let me shut my other roommate is playing with Mama. Oh, okay. I forgot that uh, she was there with you. I always forget that you have a fourth roommate. Okay. All right. So that was the creepypasta... Apparently, I didn't fool anyone. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So this is the real story. So where's this guy's name? Oh, his. Okay. So the guy's real name is Sean. Sean Robinson. Okay. Sean said, my grandmother had this painting in her attic for 25 years. She said it was evil and told us that she used to see a dark figure of a man around the house at night. And she heard strange noises and crying. She told me the artist committed suicide shortly after finishing it and that he used his own blood mixed in with the painting oil. After she died, we got the painting. It is currently in our basement. Shortly after we got the painting, various members of the family started seeing a dark figure of a man. And at night, we began hearing noises. And just recently, we started hearing crying and moaning, crying and moaning. The painting is still in our house, and although I never believed in the supernatural, I'm now convinced that there is something evil in this painting. A few years later, uh, no, I'm sorry, a few weeks later, Sean sent another update about the painting, and he said, 
The noises have been getting worse. We've been hearing crying coming from the corner of the bedroom. We started seeing the dark figure standing at the bottom of the bed, just staring at us. And it seems like a middle-aged man, but his features aren't very clear. As a former skeptic, I'm very curious. So I'm moving the painting into our bedroom. Um, something I would never do. Why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why would you ever do that? But anyway, previously it's been in a cupboard downstairs. I'm feeling a little apprehensive and scared. I'll keep updating. Uh, so a year later, he wrote another update. And he said, I set the camera up once more in the spare bedroom. The painting has been stored away since the last recording. I recorded over three nights for approximately four hours per night between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. I recorded the usual banging noises, but on the second night at approximately 3.25 a.m., I recorded the painting suddenly falling over, and immediately afterward, a small orb is visible just above the painting. Um, He then goes on to say there were no drafts in the room and the painting was stood at an angle against the wall. So it should not have been able to tip over from the top. So he said, I also experienced the strange mist again at the top of the stairs. It was like I sudden I was suddenly surrounded by smoke and I became very cold, but then it just vanished as quickly as it came. And so his last video Um, he actually had paranormal investigators come in to look at the painting. So he said, I've recently temporarily moved in with my parents, with my parents and took the painting with me. It was only in the house for a few days when the noises started again, the same noises I had previously experienced in my last home. On the third night, my father fell down the stairs and the same as my son did at the other house. Thankfully, he wasn't hurt, but I've now moved the painting back into storage. But again, if all these creepy-ass things are happening because of this painting, why would you ever bring it somewhere else with you, subjecting other people to the creepy shit that's happening with the painting? He goes on to say, I've been working closely with John Blackburn and Ian Lawman of Mysteria Paranormal Paranormal Group, taking the painting to some of the most allegedly haunted locations in the UK, including 35 Stonegate at York and Chillingham Castle in North Northumberland. Um, it was on the evening of May 18th, 2013 at Chillingham Castle that a group of people experienced events that were both terrifying and unexplained. None of the guests were prepared for what was about to happen in the early hours of that morning. The room went icy cold when a large dark figure appeared in the middle of the seance circle. A large wooden bench uh, banged on the floor of its own accord in response to John Blackburn's questions about the painting. Then suddenly the bench was flipped upside down violently by what was believed to be John Sage, one of Chillingham Castle's resident powerful spirits who we think was showing his anger to a foreign uninvited spirit in his castle. John Blackburn stated it was the strangest experience in all his years of investigation. There were at least 20 witnesses to these events. Okay. Um, so this last portion that I have, apparently there was a rumor going around that, Sean was trying to sell the anguished man, but that's not 
true. So I'll just read what he said about that. So he said, unfortunately, and to disappoint all the collectors of haunted items and all the horror fans looking for the best Christmas present ever, we have to let you down by telling you that the painting is locked away in a secure place and is not for sale. The Anguished Man was a painting given to me by my grandmother. The artist of the painting is unknown, but we do know that the artist mixed his own blood in the paint and committed suicide not long after the painting was finished. Uh, I know. It's creepy as fuck. All other paintings appearing for sale online that claim to be the Anguished Man are frauds and no one should buy those. I can guarantee you that the original haunted painting is locked away in a secure location, probably at um, Zach Baggins Museum in Las Vegas, and I have no intentions of selling it. That could be dangerous, and it would not be wise for anyone to lay their hands on the paintings, because it uh, the painting because it really is active, and really strange things happen to people who are in the same room or even in the same house as the painting. Several paranormal TV series and investigation teams have studied the mysterious painting, and it has been mentioned as one of the top five haunted items in the world, alongside the Dybbuk box, the Annabelle doll, Robert the doll, and the Chair of Death. Hmm. And then there's also a case of the Anguished Man creepypasta that lays out the details surrounding the mysterious painting, which I read to you all. But yeah. Interesting. That's all I got. <laughs> so it was kind of short, but um, I thought it was pretty a pretty good one. And I thought it was funny that there was a creepypasta on it. Because when I was initially researching it, the creepypasta kept like popping up and popping up and popping up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do a new painting. And yeah. then I ended up finding all that other stuff on it. And I was like, oh my god, yay, I can still do it. <laughs> so what do you think um i don't know it's like is that here let me see if it's the paint it's actually a really creepy as hell painting it looks like the scream photo almost or like the scream painting oh what the fuck yeah (laughs) oh i definitely could have gone without seeing that (laughs) sorry that is not what I thought it was. That's fucking creepy. Why would anyone want that in our house? Right. Why would you be like, oh, yes, let me hang this in the hallway for my viewing pleasure? Like, there's no way in hell that I would ever do that. Yeah, that's so, that's really creepy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> I think the part that creeps me out the most is that the person or supposedly the person who painted it mixed their blood in with the paint no thank you yeah that's gross yeah nasty (sighs) well i mean i guess you never know what's true or not what's fallacy and whatnot yeah and people's wild imaginations too yeah so but yeah that's my story and creepy. Don't say, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, and I'm sticking to it. And I'm like, don't say that. I was going to, but then Ooh. I knew that you would get mad at me for being a cringy dad joke. So it's not even a joke. <laughs> 
Okay, before we get on to Rachel's case, we're going to take a little short break to hear from our sponsor, Anchor. Okay, now you can go. Oh, my God. Okay, um, so you told me that the theme was haunted paintings, so naturally. Be- being lazy and ha- not having you give me something to research, I typed <laughs> in haunted paintings on Google, and the first thing that came up was the hands resistant painting. So I chose that. Nice. And actually, I did recommend a haunted painting to you, but you didn't. When? I texted it to you. I thought I asked you what you were doing. I swear to God, I texted it to you, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Sounds fake. Anyway. Because I said, I asked you what you were doing, so I didn't do the same one. Oh, okay. You may have told me another one, but I just maybe thought it was what you were doing. Uh, Okay, so basically, to describe this picture, first and foremost, it's like this kid standing on a, it almost looks like a windowsill, and it's a little kid, maybe like What is it called? It's called the hands resist him. That's the one I told you to do. I literally just found the text right now. Sunday, May 26, 3.51 p.m. What? What did it say? Uh, let's do haunted paintings. The hand resist him is the one I found. I'm not sure how long it is, though. Oh, well, I'm glad you didn't do it because obviously I didn't pay attention. That made it sound like <laughs> that's what you were going to do. My bad. Oops, well, it's a good thing that you didn't end up doing it. (laughs) Okay, I mean... You were being lazy, too. Mm. First one that pops up. That's the one I found. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Okay, so... So you know what it looks like, then, with the little boy with the doll sitting next to him? Yeah, creepy as hell. Yeah, so... Let me go back here. Oh, oh, dear. Okay, so this painting was created by Bill Stoneham in 1972. And like I said, it it depicts a young boy and a um, a female doll standing in front of um, a a glass panel door. And on the other side of the door, there's a bunch of hands pressed up against the window. So this... Um, the boy was based off of a picture of the artist when he was younger, and um, the doll is supposed to represent a guide that'll um, escort the boy through a world of fantasy and impossibilities. The hands are supposed to represent alternate lives or possibilities that I guess he'll come across when he walks with the dolls through the world of impossibilities. So, it became the subject of an urban legend and apparently a viral internet meme. Oh. I never... Oh, in February tw- 2000. Whoa, that's a long time ago to be a meme. <laughs> um, yeah, so... It was... I, huh? Uh, I was just going to quickly say that I don't think I would want to turn a haunted painting into a meme because I feel like that just brings bad juju. Oh my god. Well, you're not everyone. So, 
people did not feel the same. Uh, clearly. <laughs> okay, well, that was fine. <laughs> uh, so the painting was first displayed at Feingarten Gallery in Beverly Hills during the 70s. It was a one-man show, which obviously was Stoneham, you know, his one-man show. It included the piece, and it was reviewed by an art critic for LA Times. Um, It was purchased by an actor named John Marley, who was in The Godfather. Um, Sometime after his death, the painting was found um, at an old brewery, and an elderly couple owned it at the time and they put it on ebay Mm. so the painting appeared on the auction website in february 2000 and according to the seller the um which were the elderly couple the painting carried a curse so their ebay description um claimed that the painting was cursed or haunted and in that claim it it stated that the characters in the painting moved during the night and that they would sometimes leave Mm -mm. the painting and enter the room so they claimed that the characters moved during the night and that they would sometimes leave the painting and enter the room in which it was being displayed. Uh, included with the listing were some photographs that were supposed to be evidence of an incident in which the doll character threatened the male character with a gun that she was holding him, which caused him to leave the to attempt to leave the painting. Um, the, a disclaimer was included from the sellers that um, absolved them from all liability if the painting was purchased, and I guess if they got hurt from it. Um, News of the listing was spread by the internet, who sent the link, forwarded the link, (laughs) as you do into the 2000s. (laughs) Um, They sent it to their friends or even wrote their own stories about it. People claimed that by simply viewing the photos of the painting made them feel ill or have unpleasant experiences. And eventually the page that it was for auction on was viewed over 30,000 times, which at nowadays that would not necessarily be going viral. But I guess at that time, it definitely that would be pretty, pretty. Yeah. In 2000, Um, right? Yeah. After the initial bid of $199, the painting eventually received 30 bids and sold for $1,025. The buyer was a gallery from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they eventually contacted Bill Stoneham um, and relayed the unusual story of its auction on eBay and their acquisition of it. He was He reported that he was surprised by all the stories and strange interpretations of the images. And according to the artist, the object presumed by the eBay sellers to be a gun is actually nothing more than a dry cell battery and tangle of wires. Interesting. Um, He says that the owners of the gallery in which the painting was first displayed and the art critic who viewed it died within one year of coming into contact with the painting. Oh, God. Um, so I guess rather than, than this being out, oh, I guess, I mean, I guess I could see it does kind of look like a gun, except that's just the part that looks like the barrel is just 
part of the window, I think. Oops. It's kind of a, it's kind of a small picture, but... Yeah. So, somebody who saw the story about the original painting asked Stoneham um, if he would commission a sequel to it, and he accepted it and painted a sequel called Resistance at the Threshold. Mm. And it depicts the same characters 40-plus years later in the same style as the original. Um, a second sequel called Threshold of Revelation resolves mysteries of the boy's life, including that of the doll, and wh- who perhaps represented his real sister. Um, so the artist discovered is... later in their lives. Oh. He completed it in 2012, and it can be seen on his website. Um, several years later, he... A third commission was requested, um, this time for a prequel, and he created The Hands in Venton, depicting the artist as a boy who is behind the original painting's door and who holds a paintbrush, among other visual elements. Um, in 2017, the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas announced it acquired the prequel painting, and all three commissioned paintings can be seen on his website. Wait. the sequels. The Zach... Baggins Haunted Museum. I don't know. It just says the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. That's definitely the Zach Baggins. I don't know. I don't really care. Wow. Okay. I don't follow any of that stuff. You know that. I it, you could you could said Bilbo Baggins. I've been like okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's um there's another thing. There's here. Let me see. It's, Okay, so here's another little bit that I found out in a different place. says that um, in addition to all of the stuff that I mentioned about the couple on eBay, they also claimed that um, the photos that I mentioned they took with, like, the um, gr- the doll threatening the boy uh-huh. with the gun, um, it was taken by a motion-triggered camera that the couple set up after experiencing Ooh, um, creepy. haunting. Um, I do not like that. Yeah. Huh. They warned users not to use the motion-captured pictures as their computer backgrounds or show them to children and young people. Oh, God. <laughs> I, like, as soon as I looked at it on my phone, I, like, cleared the page off because I was like, I don't need that. Oh, my God. Um, And it says some of the viewers... Um, of the eBay ad claimed that, that their printers malfunctioned when trying to print the image of the painting. And like I said, a lot reported feeling ill or even hearing voices when looking at the painting. That's terrifying. But that's, like, that's, that's more like what somebody could take like and run with on Creepypasta or like all yeah. that stupid shit. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Did they say, like... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, if yours is relevant now, I'm not going to, like, continue the story. Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask, did they say how they think the painting got haunted? Or, like, who's haunting the painting? No? No. I think it's just because it's... I think it's more hearsay than anything. Yeah. Because I just think that it's funny that they're like, oh, the, the painting is haunted, but, like, the artist is still alive, and... There were no yeah I don't know and like weird. I think it's just I think it's just because it looked creepy and they probably knew that it was gonna like um, sell for more if people thought it was haunted. Well yeah. 
So the person who bought it said, quote, I wish I could couldn't report a bizarre happening or mind possession, but the unusual things started happening with the first email and counting, end quote. Um, he received multiple emails with prayers from people of faith um, and advice from a Native American shaman. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. But I'm, I think I'm it's sure. shaman. Shaman. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I mean, it does matter, but I don't. I'm not oh, sure how to pronounce okay. it. Um, these were followed by reports from gallery visitors that the painting had made them feel ill, repulsed, or even caused them to black out, and they believed they had a mind control experience. Weird. Yeah. Um, like I said, the original artist said that the pistol, like, is not a pistol, and it's actually the um, battery with wires. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't honestly don't know why this is so notorious for being one of the most haunted paintings out there. I don't know. I mean, I'd be pretty creeped out if someone was like, oh, yeah, one time, like, I saw these kids climb out of that portrait. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm never talking to you again. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. It wasn't, like, it was kind of underwhelming from the, like, lack of story behind it, where it's more like this couple decided to say it, even though the um, original painter said that what they thought was, like, her threatening him with a pistol was just a battery with some wire. Yeah. So, I don't know. I definitely think it was just to get more money for the painting. And, I mean, definitely, I mean, it is, like, a little bit, like, of a coincidence that some of the people that came into contact with it died within a year. But, I mean, it's not, like, I don't think it's that much of a coincidence where it's starting to be, like, oh, is this painting what's causing it? You know, three people... coming into contact with a painting that thousands of people come into contact with dying isn't really you know like anything special to be honest yeah I mean it's it really just is a coincidence at this point there's no trends yep interesting yeah it's a little underwhelming but there's some um a creepypasta video I got oh let's look here let me see like turn the volume off and see if they say anything. <laughs> well, you won't be able to hear it. Yeah, I can put the subtitles on. Oh. oh Tell me it's what not in English. Oh. Are the subtitles in English? Wait, hold on. Wait. Hate that. Huh. Huh. Yeah, huh. <laughs> interesting Weird. oh and up next is scariest dark web unboxing I've ever done hey I think I've watched that oh my god I watched one of them <laughs> there was one that was actually super creepy this guy got a um, dark web box from online and it ended up having like child pornography on it and he ended up having to turn it into the police and be like I bought this off the dark web and blah, blah, blah. Oh, all this. my God. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know if they ever... I don't know if you ever made, like, another video of what ended up happening, but 
It was crazy. You know, I always, like, honestly, I don't know. I always thought that they were, like, just stupid, fuck, like, made-up stupid crap that they just put together and made a story of. But if they actually, if they actually had child pornography and they just did it for the video, then they would still go to jail. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think that someone would record that willingly, you know, if they knew they were going to get in trouble for it. Yeah, I don't know why they would, like, still post it after that. Yeah. He showed, like, the whole process of, like, going onto the dark web and finding the box. Yeah, I I watched a video. It had, like, a backpack of a little girl and it, um, like had like a chest or something with a doll that had human hair in it or something i don't know it was it was yeah i've seen i don't know how to feel about it fucked up ones (laughs) but again you have to take that with a grain of salt like it could just be them and honestly the person who said that, that they had to take like i don't know like it'd be really really messed up if they did this but I mean, obviously, they can't show it on camera, so it's possible that it was nothing, like... Exactly. It was just, like, a, like a blank piece of paper that they blurred out. Yeah. Then, um, said, oh, I had to take this to, to the police, you know, just to get views, which oh, is... Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that... I wouldn't put it past people to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past anyone on YouTube for clickbait, you know? <laughs> Yeah, clickbait is annoying. Agreed. There's like <laughs> this clickbait video the other day because I've been. It was like when all that James Charles, Jeffrey Star, Tati Westbrook uh-huh. drama bullshit was going on. And this one girl posted a video and she was like, James Charles is suing me. And so I like clicked on it because I was like, what the fuck? Like I thought this bullshit was done and over with. And then she was like, clickbait title don't at me and I was like ugh rude and I like clicked off I was like, so oh, annoying bitch. <laughs> okay are you ready for the good news story mm-hmm. okay this is from May 29th of 2019 are you ready and listening mm-hmm. okay A Pennsylvania couple are now parents to a group of six brothers and sisters who spent 1,640 days in foster care. On May 23, 2019, Steve Anderson McLean and Rob Anderson McLean of Pittsburgh officially adopted Carlos Guadalupe, Maria, Selena, Nasa, and Max. The adoption was truly a tearful moment for the family of eight, Dad Stephen Anderson McLean told Good Morning America, the judge asked, do you understand at this point forward, they are your children. They are just as much your biological children. Obviously, we knew that. But when I looked up and saw all those eyes, it was very emotional. We never imagined we'd be so lucky or blessed enough to have six children. Dad, Rob Anderson McLean, told GMA, I'd say our kids have brought a great kind of crazy to our lives. It's heartwarming and so exciting to see how they connect with us and our extended family and friends. 
Steve and Rob Anderson McLean have been together for 18 years and they shared a commitment ceremony in 2006 and were legally married in Maryland in 2013. Aw, love wins. I know. So I thought that was really cute. That is cute. And a good and now, story to end on. Six, six children have parents in the family. Exactly. Gay people, gay couples, they're not fit to be parents. <laughs> okay, we're not getting all political. <laughs> and eat ways. Right. Well, <sighs> thanks for getting, um, thanks for being painted spooky with us. <laughs> okay, bye guys. <laughs>